Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. Text, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. Oh my gosh, I have got a crazy episode for us today. I can't believe some of the things that we are going to talk about today. Some of the things I'm going to read to you. Uh, I just, it, it's it's too much. Some of it's too much. Uh today is about the shocking things people would rather do than talk about money. I, I'm not even joking. There are some, I mean, I I knew that this was a social taboo. I, I knew that people didn't like to talk about money, but I didn't realize it was this bad. Um, I found a poll that was conducted um, and it, it was it done over a thousand Americans. Over a thousand Americans took this study. This Again, very pretty accurate. And the things that some of you people would rather do uh, than than just have a conversation about money or build a financial plan, like I, mind is completely blown. So anyway, today's question kind of goes with the title: um, How far would you not, or I'm sorry, how far would you go to not have to have a serious conversation about money? How far would you go to not have to develop a financial plan for your future? Okay, you, you got to think about this. You have to think about this. I'm going to throw some things out to you um, of what some of these people said, and you're going to have to weigh it for yourself. And you're going to have to go, uh, would I, would I rather, would I not? You know, this, this is going to be a fun one. So this is why this gets to me. Okay. Look, there's two quotes I got for you, right? Just to kick it off. Zig Ziglar said this, he was a, um, he's a big business guy, knows what he's talking about. Very rich dude. He said, money isn't the most important thing in life, but it's reasonably close to oxygen on the gotta have it scale. (laughs) It's true. So, so the point is money's, money's important, right? Well, in life, we should be talking about important things. When things are serious, when they're important, when they have a, a major effect on us, like you know our health, like the government for wherever we live, like the, the, the environment that is around us and taking care of it, kind of like you know important topics for living. Guess what? Money is right there in the middle of all of that stuff. It connects all of that stuff, let alone things like being able to put a roof over your head and food in your family's mouth and using it to, I don't know, have a little fun in this life, right? Money's important. It's right up there on the got to have it scale with oxygen. So why do we talk about all these other important things, but we don't talk about that? Here's another quote. I love this one. This one's from Cher, okay? The very popular singer. Look, if you if if you just go by one name, right? Like Cher. I, I don't know Cher's last name. I don't even know if Cher's her first name, to be honest with you, but it's just Cher. That's when you know you made it. Anyway, um, I don't know if I'm ever going to be Steven, but to my knowledge, that name isn't taken. So maybe someday I'll just be Steven and people will know it's me. Um, not a life goal, but hey, we'll see if we get there. <laughs> this is what Cher said. <clears throat> Cher said, I'm scared to death of being poor. It's like a fat girl who loses 500 pounds, but is always fat inside. I grew up poor and will always feel poor inside. It's my pet paranoia. (laughs) 
it's unbelievable. So people just, they don't tend to lose this feeling, this angst of, of, of being poor or of not knowing what they're doing with money. There's so many reasons behind this. And, and it, I think, you know, the pet paranoia thing and what she's saying, it really ties into a lot of this. There is something about money, the taboo that we have socially about this thing, how, whether it was instilled by your parents, uh, talking about it, the lack of them talking about it, more than likely, if you have a bad connotation of it, your parents were probably fighting over money it tends to be the more common thing than them having just a regular conversation with you. Um, whether it's insecurities about your own financial, uh, position, whether you're embarrassed about it, whether you are actually doing really well with money and you don't want to talk about it because then you feel like it would be bragging. There's so much behind this. Um, but again, it, it, it's it, I I understood that I, I understood all of these things, and this is something I'm fighting, and it's one of the big things about my podcast. I want to get people talking. Please go talk about my podcast, not for the the promotion of my podcast. I mean, don't get me wrong, get some people to download it, hit that share button, please, send it to a few. But I just want people to start talking about money. So I, it, there's so many benefits to it, and we'll we'll get into that another time. But it's just like <laughs> the things that people would rather do. I'm shocked. Okay, so here we go. This is a New York Post poll. All right, here are some statistics that showed us that we are damn scared when it comes to having a serious conversation about money or doing budget things around it. All right, so here we go. Thing one, 68% of people said they would rather talk about their weight than money. Okay, let's let's just unpack that for a second. So basically, it, it, we, we live in a, a country that is becoming increasingly obese. And even if you aren't obese, we are, thanks to social media, thanks to TV shows, plastic surgery, whatever you want to throw out about it, we are that much more aware of weight, right? So we're getting fatter as a nation. But then on top of it, we're also more and more aware of it. And even if you aren't there, you're still like, you know, there's still people that really struggle with that self image. As much of a taboo of going up to somebody and being like, hey, how much do you weigh? Right? Like, going up and being like, hey, how much do you make? People are saying that they would rather answer the question about their weight than the money that blows that blows my mind that it's 68%. It really does. I mean, just sitting here and just thinking like to me, just saying that out loud. Hey, hey, how much do you weigh? Hey, how much money do you make? The first one seems so much more rude to me. I mean, am, am I missing the boat here? But walking up to a person and being like, just asking them how, I, I, like, that just seems so much more rude than asking, hey, how much money do you make? But 68% of people, apparently, if they're going to ask that question, they would, they're going to defer and go with the weight question. I, uh, I, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, 68% is really high. Uh, I, I probably would have guessed like maybe 20, something like that. But I, uh, what do I know apparently? Okay, moving on. Thing two, thing two. What is the, the, the second thing that people would rather do? Okay, here you go. 34% of people said they would rather sit in traffic for one hour, not moving at all, sit in traffic for one hour, than talk about financial mistakes to a financial advisor. Okay. 
it, I hate sitting in traffic. It's one of the reasons I can never live in like an Atlanta or a DC. Like it's just god awful. Um, my my condolences uh, to people that live there. I've worked with a lot of people. I work now with people that live in Atlanta, and it's just one of those things to where like when you can show up to work late one morning and you just look at people and just go traffic, and then everybody gets it and understands and no questions are asked. That just lets you know that it's just <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. So anyway. This this is where I'm coming with this one. 34% of people would rather sit in traffic for an hour than talk about money mistakes to a financial advisor. When I go to the doctor, okay, I don't go in there to be like, hey, you know, doc, I'm feeling great. Everything's awesome. I was running a mile the other day. Uh, got like a really great time in, was swimming some laps. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm feeling good, feeling good. That's not what you go to the freaking doctor for. I go there to be like, hey, man, I got this crick in my neck. Uh, you know, I cut myself open on my arm right here. Um, you know, that tattoo that I got of, you know, it, it just looking a little infected. Um, I don't have a tattoo, but I, I hear they get infected. Anyway, the point is, it, it's whatever, whatever it is, you're not going to the doctor to, to chit chat about how great things are. So why, when you're going to a financial advisor, a doctor for money, basically, why are we so embarrassed about telling them the mistakes that we made? Like, like I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like somebody work out that logic for me, 34%, one in three people don't would rather sit in traffic for now. Like I, most of those people would probably sit in traffic for an hour anyway on their way to their financial advisor. <laughs> I mean, they might have to do both anyway. I just, it, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get that at all. Like the point of a financial advisor is to tell them about your mistakes so they can manage your money for you. Like, isn't, isn't that why you go? Oh, okay. Thing three. Um, I mean, this one's just weird. I'll be completely honest with you. 27% would rather get stung by a bee than talk about money. What? Okay. Like if if you're in a really bad money situation, uh, depending on who you are, I mean, bee stings, yeah, they hurt, but they're not like the end of the world. Now, I guarantee you <laughs> of that 27%, none of those are people who uh, have, uh, you know, bee allergies and will go into anaphylactic shock. I guarantee you they're going to take a conversation about money over that any day. But still, uh, removing that portion of the population, it, it, this is just a weird one. Like, like 27%, like I, it's been a little while since I've been stung by a bee, but I've been stung by plenty of them in my day. And it, it's just one of those things. It's like, it, it's an annoyance. It's not the, the most painful thing in the world. The welt's there for a day or two and it's gone. Like, I, is it that bad? Do we really not want to talk about it that bad? I, I guess so. I, I, I don't have much to say about that one. That was just kind of weird. Okay. Thing four, um, this, this one, this one bugs me. It really does because either I live in a city to where it's particularly atrocious or there's a lot of people that live in cities that really have smooth working places like that. Okay, here we go. Here we go. 32% of people think it, 32% of people think it would be better to go to the DMV than work on a detailed financial plan. Okay, unless 32% of people uh, 
are either living in cities that have, you know, a quick in and out DMV visit. It's super efficient and fun. They hand out lollipops and ice cream when you're done. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, unless they've got that going on, I, I don't, I don't get this at all. I, my DMV is actually a little nicer, not, you know, for as far as DMV goes, it's no cloud nine spa or anything like that. Um, you know, it's nicer, I guess. And the lines are still relatively fast, 30 minutes ish. It's, you know, I've been to DMVs that are longer. Um, I, I'm, I'm picking the detail financial plan. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't get this. One in three people would rather go to the DMV, waste time, uh, you know, pay. And, and this is the other thing. You got to pay money at the DMV. If you're there, you're showing up to renew a license or do some mundane, boring task that the government requires you to do. It, it's, it's no fun. There's no activity about going to the DMV to where you're walking going, oh man, you know, I hate the DMV, but at least what I get to do there is great. No, that doesn't happen either. Um, so yeah, this one, this one got me one in three people. I mean, look around you. I mean, if you look around it, just the people that are around, if anybody's around you right now, it's like one, one of three of those people would rather go to the DMV. I, I can't explain this. I can't explain this. A detailed financial plan. What does that get you? A detailed financial plan helps you take control of your life. It helps you focus your energies and your money. It helps you not waste as much money. It helps you if you do it right. You know, in our lifestyle strategy, workshop when we're doing these with people, what happens is that in the detailed financial plan, that's the fun part. We get to talk about here's how we're going to save a whole bunch of money. And here's all the fun stuff you get to go do with it. Once you've saved it, like, like financial plans are freaking awesome. I love financial plans. The people that do them love financial plans. I, I, maybe, maybe it's a fact that things like budget, you know, the B word, it, have a negative connotation sometimes. I, you know, I, I work really hard to try to dispel that theory. Um, budgets are fantastic. Um, if a a billion dollar corporation and the CEO and CFO of that company want to use a budget, um, guess what? Your ass probably should too. Uh, okay, uh, we got three more to go. We got three more to go through. Uh, don't worry, it only gets weirder. We, oh, we, we like I and I saved the best one for last. I promise you. Holy cow! Thing seven, it, no, no, never. <laughs> On to thing five. Twenty percent would take an hour in jail over building a five-year financial plan. Okay, twenty percent of you are nuts. An hour in jail. Look, unless we're talking about uh, kind of like on Parks and Rec, uh, the popular TV show, there's that episode to where, um, yeah, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm spacing on her name, um, blonde chick, <laughs> the main character. Um, you know, she is uh, Leslie. She's she's in the really nice city, Eagleton, and she you know vandalizes something, and then she gets put in Eagleton's jail, and they've got like blankets, and they bring snacks, and you know she gets like you know a full course meal and all this other stuff, unless. Unless it's that kind of jail, I'm not interested. Like I'm, I'm really not. I mean, and again, an hour is not a big deal, but it's jail. 
Like, like, why would you want to go to jail? <laughs> Again, a five-year financial plan. This is a good thing. This is something that will help you. This is something that will get you to a place in your life where you get to do things that you actually want to do. If you don't have a plan, you are being blown by the winds of circumstance all over the place. All right? You are a tiny little leaf who has zero control anywhere you're going. You are a rudderless ship out on the ocean seas waiting for the ocean to carry you wherever it pleases. Do I need any more freaking analogies of what you're like without any kind of financial plan? Okay? Like like it it it's unbelievable to me how many people don't have a budget let alone a financial plan, okay? A budget's just that's that's the starting point of a financial plan. That's just understanding where am I at right now? What's my, what's my, you know, assets to liabilities ratio? What what's my income to expense ratio? Like, like that's the basic stuff. A financial plan is actually taking that and then going, okay, now I know what my money is. Now I want to focus that because you know why I want to buy a house soon, or I want to go on a vacation to Fiji next year and stay in one of those little cabanas on the water with the glass where I can see all the little fishies swimming around. Like that's what a financial plan gets you again. It's a map to all the fun stuff you want to do with your life. Um, yeah, it requires some work, but guess what? It's just as hard. It's If anything, it's probably just as hard, if not harder, to get through life without one. So again, jail? Okay. Thing six. Um, this one, especially nowadays, I don't get. Um, this one actually isn't as shocking to me. Now, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I enjoy talking politics, but I hate politics. Um, I don't enjoy talking politics to people who are really aggressive about their views and different things like that. It's like, look, I, I just love debate. Like, that's just what it comes down to for me. I love debating things and playing. Sometimes I'll, I'll make the argument for a point I don't even believe just for the mental gymnastics of, you know, playing devil's advocate and coming from the other side, right? So, it, it, you know, I don't mind talking politics, but if it's somebody, you know, especially nowadays with how easily people get offended, that's kind of how I'm framing this up. If I was to talk about this, 26% of people would rather talk politics with someone they disagree with than write a financial plan with a family member. I, I, I mean, again, I, I, I'm looking at this from the context of it's somebody that's just, you know, it's an aggressive political conversation because I do enjoy, like I said, talking politics. I've got some great friends, um, you know, who have very different views than me. Um, we don't agree on much at all. Um, and we can still have a very cordial conversation about it. Like, I enjoy that. I enjoy hearing their perspectives, even if they're wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, and I, I try to be cordial as well. So I'm looking at this from the perspective of, uh, you know, getting somebody who's like just can't even talk you know, can't even have a, a, a mature conversation about politics. 26% of people would rather do that than develop a financial plan with a family member. I just, you know, I get it. I, I know people are going to be out there. So like I said, that one doesn't shock me. It just saddens me a little bit more again, because that's one in four people. And what do we have against financial plans? Can somebody explain this to me? Like, you know, go get it, go get a bottle of wine and make it fun, you know, get some freaking, you know, snacks or something. I don't know, just whatever you got to do. Like, it doesn't have to be all stuffy. Like financial plans are great because again, 
financial plan is it's like i always say show me a person's internet history and their bank account statements and i can tell you everything that's important to them simple as that um so if you have a financial plan all all you're doing is putting what's important to you you know kind of out there and and working purposefully towards it so whatever we've got against financial plans and all this get over it people they're awesome and if you don't do it right then get in touch with me let me know and i'll show you how we do things and we walk you through because like i said the people that do our lifestyle strategy workshops and some of the other workshops that i do um you know with small businesses and and individuals uh, around financial plans like we have fun it's great everybody comes out smiling there may be a period there to where people might bang their head on a table once they realize the mistakes uh that they may or may not have made but who cares like like we're all in this together we're trying to get better (sighs) okay all right i um I struggle with this last one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whoever even thought to to make this a question has a sick twisted mind. Okay. I, I don't even understand how they got to this place. Um and then the fact that it wasn't zero percent to me, I oof. okay. Here it is. Here it is. This is the kicker. Thing number seven, the last one on our list here. Again, that doesn't seem like a high number, but it is 16% of you, okay? 16% of you are just, ugh. 16% of people would rather sit through an intense sex scene in a movie with their parents than just telling them their biggest financial blunder. That's it. 16% would rather sit through an intense sex scene. Completely inappropriate, having it, breathing, like all this stuff. Your parents over here looking at you. You're looking at them and everybody's just kind of like, and like nobody knows what to say about this. They would rather do that than just be like, guys, oh my gosh, this one time I did this. I, I, no. That's that's a big no for me. I'm sorry. I that big ass no. So yeah. Anyway, that's it. Those are seven of the things that people would rather do than talk about money, than develop a financial plan. Um, there is literal pain involved in some of these things. Um, there is uh, lots of lost time. Uh, like I just I I don't I don't understand it. So. Whatever it is, um, I would love some some feedback on this. If y'all want to email me, I, I would love to hear from some of you that are, are that are going through things one through seven and going, yep, yeah, no, I'm in that group. Yep, yeah, no, I'd rather do that. Yep, yeah, no, I'd rather do that. What is it? Like sit there and just think about it for a little bit and let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. You know, shoot me over an email. You know, whatever, whatever. Just get in contact with me and let me know because I would love to hear why people hate doing financial plans so much. I really would. I want to understand this because, again, as we work with people, um, you know, as as I continue to talk to people about this and preach the the greatness of having a financial plan and taking control of your time and your energy and your money and your life, I just want to make sure that I understand 
truly what people's aversions are to it because I think I know, uh, but then after reading this list, I'm not so sure anymore because some of you really freaking hate it, okay? Like this goes beyond just being lazy and not wanting to do it. Like some of you really don't want to deal with this crap. So uh, like I said, think about it. Let me know. I would love to hear... um, you know what it is so I can do my part in making sure that we get you over that hump and help you to take control of your financial future and and especially come on the DMV come on guys really all right that's all I got for you today I'll find other weird stuff another time and we'll come back to you after this one I'm sure there's some weird stuff y'all would rather do than uh, sit around and talk about it so hope you enjoyed this one it was a lot of fun and yeah I can't wait to talk to you guys again about something a lot more normal I hope you enjoyed this episode and had a good time. If you'd like to support this podcast and our broader efforts with everything money to bring quality financial entertainment and education to the masses, then please just take five seconds to go give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or vote for us on Spotify. You can also check out our Patreon page for more behind the scenes and go to www.everything.money for more problem-solving and life-changing information. Most of all, thanks for listening.